first connect with yourself, figure out what it's going to take for you to be healthy, how you can exercise, be good to yourself so that you have that mental energy and you can bring the best version of yourself to work every day. Then you can connect with others and then you can connect with the organization. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have an awesome and brilliant guest to share with you today. Her name is Dr. Michelle K. Johnson. She's a management professor, executive coach, and leadership expert helping leaders get the results they need through meaningfully connecting with their people. She's an award-winning professor studying leadership and business communication, and her research has shown a clear link between a team's effective communication and its positive financial performance. She's a celebrated keynote speaker presenting at conferences and events nationwide. She's been featured heavily in Forbes and has been on some of the top business podcasts in the universe Dr. Michelle, there's so much more I could say, but I want to maximize our time to talk about all of the great things you're doing. Welcome to The Daily Helping. It is great to have you here. Dr. Richard, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you all to to your listeners for tuning in. This is going to be fun. You know, we haven't done a leadership episode in a while. And, and, you know, we talked a little bit off air. There's so much going on in the world right now. So many things are different than even just a couple of years ago. So before we get into all of that, because everything you have to share is going to be so important, I love to find out everybody who comes on this show, their superhero origin story. Let's jump in the Michelle Johnson time machine. What puts you on the path you're on today? And let's start there. Yeah. So before the show, we got Dr. Richard and I got to talk about kind of our upbringings and we were both in Michigan and and I was raised by a a very career oriented father who's still with me and still my best friend. And he's amazing. And, And we moved every two years. And so when you do that as a kid, you become really good at fitting in, right? Really good at adapting. And he's super charismatic. He was good at his career. So I just remember all of our dinners centered around corporate culture and communication and motivation and leadership. And so that really is what made me interested in getting a PhD um, in organizational communication, working for a consulting firm, and then ultimately landing at Loyola as a professor. I've been there for over 20 years teaching leadership and business communication, and now I'm an executive coach. So it really is interesting, Dr. Richard, to think about your story of origin and how that affected you. I had no idea that those meals, you know, and just moving around so much would be the key to to why I'm doing what I'm doing today. So I love it. So yeah, I just wrote a, a book called The Seismic Shift in Leadership and, and really have learned through all of my interviews and all of my research and all my coaching years with my leaders who were succeeding and then my leaders who were not succeeding, that this is a whole new era, as you referenced, a whole new era. And it takes a 
totally different skill set. Whether you are sitting in a C-suite, whether you are working for somebody else or not working at all, don't stop listening to this because there's going to be practical applications of everything Dr. Michelle talks about that's going to really kind of go broad-based across different areas of one's life. So you had mentioned you, I want to talk about the book because you've interviewed, how many people did you interview? Uh, let's talk a little data first. Leaders. Yep, okay. 18. All right. So we're talking about some world leaders in the business space and share with us some of the trends that you expected to see and share with us also some of the things you didn't expect to see in your research. Yeah. So when I when I realized that the reason why some of the leaders that I was successfully coaching and, and not very successfully coaching were getting pushed out of organizations is because they really lacked connection. It was still in the, this this results, 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 orientation, and all about the results and not about the human, you know, again, this is pre-pandemic, not really focusing on on the humans that they led. And because that had been rewarded, they were, you know, this particular company that I was coaching for really was following the Jack Welch GE model, you know, and, 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 and that was very normal back then, but I realized there was a seismic shift and it was all, if, if you wanted to be successful, it was all about connection. And at that point I had to figure out because I didn't know what what it meant to strategically connect. You know, what were the tactical strategies? I didn't know. I was really good. I'm an achievement junkie too. I was good at achieving results and not necessarily connecting. So that's when I went and I interviewed these 18 leaders and really got a handle on connection and disconnection. And guess what? It starts with yourself. We all know that, but it really starts with owning your story, owning your journey, figuring out the significant life events that made you who you are today and not hiding pieces and parts of yourself. Because the leaders I saw that were failing had a wall up. And and so they had lost trust with their team. Their teams are like, who is this person? Is it a robot? Is he a jerk? Is she artificial? Is she like, what? Because there was just this wall up. And I figured out that they were all trying to be perfect. And perfect in their head were different you know, different things. So a former coach, a former mentor, a former boss, or whatever they thought perfection looked like, because typically people who wanted and tried to be perfect were hiding pieces and parts of themselves. They were uncomfortable in their own skin for some reason. And what I learned is that perfection equals disconnection. And that was my first aha moment that we as leaders, all of us thrown in together, we have got to give up perfection because it doesn't work. And what it inadvertently creates, Dr. Richard, is cultures of fear, which is the exact opposite of what I'm advocating. We right now coming out of this pandemic, we need to create cultures of connection. Connection drives results. Connection drives well-being. Connection drives productivity. Connection drives innovation. Connection drives financial performance. And so many leaders, I just came from a coffee with the CEO of a really successful company. I said, tell me about what what, what motivates you during a, a meeting. And he never once mentioned connection with his people. It was about execution and productivity. And I said, okay, so do you feel that your, your leaders are, are where you want them to be? He said, no. I said, I think we need to embed connection. And so that's really this, this, I feel like I'm on a mission, Dr. Richard, to really help people. You don't have to be a leader just to help people meaningfully connect right now, because that's what it takes. 
It's interesting. This makes me think of a book that Rick Pitino, the the basketball coach, wrote about. And he talked about Larry Bird. And Larry Bird, as everybody knows, is one of the greatest basketball players in the universe of all time, right? But when he started coaching a team, he was atrocious and he failed. And the reason he failed, and Rick referred to this as Larry Bird syndrome, is that he was a perfectionist. Larry Bird was in the gym shooting. He wouldn't get out of the gym till he hit like 203 point baskets in a row. And that was at like 7 a.m. And then he'd have to hit 200 more in a row after a game was over. So it's some ridiculous number. But he was holding his players to that same standard. And so not only could the players not achieve that standard, but the locker room cohesiveness wasn't there because they were all inferior they felt inferior they were fearful because there was a pedestal right there was a standard so perfection equals disconnection basically boiled rick patino's book down into two words and an equal or a not equal sign i love that um very good so perfection equals disconnection what else did your research really highlight that was salient and interesting Yeah. So I learned that in order to really drive results, it's got to be about connection, but the connection is is at three levels. And so that foundational piece, as we just talked about, is key. Really getting comfortable in your own skin, not trying to be perfect. Own your voice, own your style, own who you are so that you can show up authentically. You know, we're we're having to figure out, and then the next level of connection is connection with your team. So we're having to figure out how to connect in this hybrid world. And it's not, it can't be business as usual because we don't have these organic moments, even though you and I did before we started recording. It's rare when you're in a big call on Zoom where it can be just organic and just chatting it up and really connecting before you dive into the agenda. And so I'm learning that in order to connect with your team right now, again, you've got to be intentional. You've got to say, okay, I've got 10 people that are going to be on this this call. And our goal is to figure out innovative ways to increase our our profitability by 30%. I work with a lot of healthcare. uh, Hospitals are, are having a hard time coming out of the pandemic. How do we make more money? How are we more innovative? How do we deliver better patient care? These are all the goals of the meeting. And yet leaders are still giving me pushback because I say, okay, then begin with 10 minutes of put them in breakout rooms or figure out, you know, just some sort of opening question to connect. So tell us about a time where you made a mistake um, because we want a culture where you're going to take risks and make mistakes and it's okay. You know, pick a a connection question that has to do with the topic, but let's kind of dive in and, and learn about each other to create that team cohesion and trust and psychological safety. If you embed time to do those things, to connect with your team in this hybrid work environment, then you're going to get the results that you want, but it's, you just can't dive in. And, and go straight to the agenda without creating trust, cohesion, and psychological safety. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. 
I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. I think this is true of everything, right? I always like to take these ex- these boardroom kind of discussions and take them into a social situation. You know, if you were at your kid's PTO or you were, you just wouldn't like dive in, right? Like you're asking questions, you get to know people. Like it's just, but it's it's so funny that so many of these common sense things, it's why it's taken business a hundred years in a pandemic, you know, to really figure this out. And it's it's astounding to me. You are so right. One of my favorite leaders that I work with, um, Pete November, he was the CFO and he would have me, even when I was teaching this past summer in Rome, I was teaching study abroad. It was a Friday night at 10 o'clock. I'd already gone to dinner, had a glass of wine and, and he still would have me come in and be a part of his team meetings. And he'd have me begin with a connection question. And, and so 10 PM in Rome on a Friday night, I was so happy to do that because what and now Pete just was uh, promoted to the CEO of Auctioner Health of 36,000 employees. And I think they really chose the right person for the right time because he is all about connection. So here he was as CFO having these once a month meetings with his key financial people. And he spent at least 15 minutes. And that's why he brought me in at least 15 minutes going around and saying, no, I want to hear about y'all's summer vacations. No, I want to go to each of you. Dr. Richard, what happened to you? You know, what's going on? And then he would always go last because we've learned that whenever a leader goes first, it changes everything, right? A leader's a suggestion ends up being interpreted as an order. You know, your whisper is a shout. I mean, he totally got it. So he would begin with 10 or 15 minutes of just an honest personal question about their summer vacations. And then he'd go into the really tough financial agenda items. And, and then he would end with, with just something that just showed them that he saw them that he cared about them, that it wasn't just about results, that he was there to help them. A really beautiful leader that understood human connection. And that's what it's taking right now. What does your data show for companies that have adopted this mentality, that have gone in and they've started really focusing on connection as opposed to disconnection, imperfection over perfection. So what are we seeing? You know, give us, I, I love to the before and after kind of thing. So what, what are, oh, we, what are absolutely. we seeing? Well, I'll give you a great example of a, of a guy, a football coach that I interviewed, Jim Mora. And Jim Mora was an assistant coach under his dad here for mm-hmm. the New Orleans Saints. And then he went on to the Atlanta Falcons, Seattle Seahawks, UCLA. Now he's the head coach of the University of Connecticut. And and I just had these fascinating interviews with him, Dr. Richard, because he was one of the few leaders that I interviewed that really talked about failure and that talked about disconnection. And he believes that the reason why he got fired from the Atlanta Falcons is because he became completely disconnected and, and he was leading with ego. And he went up on a radio show in Seattle with his old college buddy when he was the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And on this radio show, his buddy said, hey, if the University of Washington 
football position became available. Would you want it? And he said, dream job. That's my dream job. And he swears. He's like, Michelle, I was kidding. I was kidding. But now he can, and he, by the time the planes touched the, the wheels touched down in Atlanta, he was fired. Mm-hmm. And, and so he said, yes, in the moment I was kidding, but I can also, I had a lot of time to, to reflect. I lost 30 pounds. My whole family had to move. I, I lost the, the reputation. He said it was horrible. He said, because I got caught up in the moment of ego and forgot that I was not that I forgot, he said, but I was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That was my brand. Those were my people. And I, I should not have been caught up in that moment. He goes, that was a moment of disconnection. He said, and then at UCLA, I went and he said, I just sat there and focused in my office for years on my players and my coaches. And I didn't spend any time intentionally really connecting with the overall broader organization that ended up making the decisions every year of whether we keep Jim Moore on as coach or not. He said, connection really is, it's got to be intentional. And so at the very end of my first interview with him, I held up my sheet of paper that I was trying to figure out the three levels of connection. I said, so Jim, do you believe in my theory of connection? He said, Michelle, disconnected leaders fail. And I just thought that quote was so powerful. So yeah, we have a lot of personal stories of disconnection equaling failure. But it gives you an opportunity to grow and learn at those mistakes. And he ended up. So when I interviewed him, he was on SportsCenter, ESPN SportsCenter. And he said, but by gosh, I'm getting back to coaching because I miss my players. And so now he feels more connected than ever because he had to go through some challenging times. I actually remember that interview in the media. And and I remember I remember all of it. Was here, right? And so I, I remember when he was the coach. I remember that interview, and yeah, I mean, it was pretty quick that Arthur Blank, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, terminated him. And so, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, so we know these things, right? Like we've now we're we've got this knowledge that connectedness equals everything. It's we we have to be connected. But let's talk about some tangible steps. If somebody's listening to this and they're either owning a business or they feel like within their own company, they feel disconnected. Let's talk about some actionable things that somebody could do to enhance connectedness. Yes. So I've really been trying to understand that the top level. So we've talked about the importance of connection with yourself. We've talked about connecting with teams, particularly in hybrid and in person, really embedding time for personal questions And then the top level is connection with the organization. And here's the the two factors, two things that your listeners can do starting tomorrow. Number one, it's own your calendar. The way you meaningfully connect with your company, the organization you're working with, is truly owning your calendar, figuring out the key stakeholders that it takes for you to be successful. How often should you be meeting with them? How should you be meeting with them? How should your meetings run? What, What should they look like? For example, I had a leader who's brilliant. She's the chief compliance officer, brilliant at owning her calendar. And she said, you know, here, one of my goals was to really empower my people. And she said, but I realized that I was the one that was setting up our one hour um, Zoom meetings for our one on ones. And then I realized, wait, but that meeting should be theirs. That is for them. So I sent out an email. She said, and I asked them, what do you want that meeting to look like so I can help you be successful? And she said, each of my 10 direct reports came back, one of them with different 
requests. One of them said, I have been remote for two years with small children in the house. Can we please meet for coffee? We live in the same city. Can we meet for coffee face-to-face? Another one said, I don't need to meet one-on-one with you every other week. Can we just meet once a month and do it on Zoom? Another one said, just a phone call. So in other words, the way that we connect with each other and with our organization, right? It it should be different for each person and what success looks like. So that's number one, how you own your calendar. Number two, I've really been learning a lot about true meaningful connection with each other in an organization is based on your rituals and traditions. So I'll give you an example. I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. We have a lot of imperfections. And that's I dedicated my book to the city of New Orleans where you don't have to be perfect. So it's something that makes us really fun is that it's not cool to be a cookie cutter of everybody. I think the reason why this city does a great job of connecting is because we have so many rituals and traditions and and ways that we bring people together from Mardi Gras, Jazz Fest, French Quarter Fest, Essence Fest, the Saints, the Pelicans. We have all these opportunities to bring people together for something that's higher than just our individual goal, right? Uh, The Saints, you know, we played the Atlanta Falcons. Jim Mora was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons when we opened up the Superdome after we got decimated by Hurricane Katrina. And it's the reopening of the Superdome. It gives the entire city and region something bigger than themselves to focus on and and brought us together. And Jim Moore in my interview said, oh my gosh, Michelle, I knew we were going to lose that game. The second I walked onto the field and the energy, like you can't, you can't mess with that. So I want you to think about your company and what your, your company's traditions and rituals are. Do you have them? Do you have enough of them as a way to bring people together? It could be your Christmas party. It could be dressing up in your costume for Halloween. It could be even if you're in remote, making everybody not making, but saying, do you want to come to our, you know, Halloween luncheon um, dressed up on, on a Zoom call? Having things that you look forward to that are not just about the business results, those rituals and traditions are so important and even more important now because it brings us together to connect and it adds levity. I love that. I love that. So I know that nobody's got a crystal ball and nobody would have expected a global pandemic a couple of years ago. But obviously, there's things that are trending in certain directions. Tell us where you see the business world going in terms of leadership and communication moving forward. This is and I think I know I have my ideas, but I want to hear from you because you're really you're an expert in this and you're known everywhere for this. Where do you see this all going two years, five yeah. years? And beyond? so I really want leaders who are listening right now to think about how they can build cultures of connection. I want them to think about disruption. I'm telling every every client that I coach if not now, then when? Disrupt everything. And what I mean by that is reimagine. Reimagine how you meet with your people. Reimagine strategic planning sessions. Reimagine the Christmas party. This is the time to really, if you're going to build, which I think you need to build, cultures of connection to drive the results that you want, and it's not going to be business as usual. So I really want everyone who's listening just to reimagine. I was over at my friend's house the other night having a glass of wine and her husband came home and he runs a big shrimp processing company. And he said, Michelle, I'm so glad you're here. 
You know, he said, because I want you to help us figure out the Christmas party. We've had a tough year. We're down 30 percent. How about we just don't have a Christmas party? They understand. And next year. And and I said, I hate to tell you, this might not be the answer you want. But now more than ever, even when the results are down and the money's down, bring your people together in something that's that's more than just results. It's about a Christmas party and coming together and laughing and connecting. So I want your listeners just to reimagine how you're doing things and reimagine how we connect. I'll give you another example. Scott Osmond is the president of 100 Coaches Agency. I'm a member of 100 Coaches and it's a Marshall Goldsmith group. And so he he lives on, um, is it the Hudson River? He's overlooking in New York's upper west side. And he said, I realized that I'm, I felt really disconnected from people. So if people want to meet with me, we're now walking shoulder to shoulder in Central Park. Give me an hour and let's go and have a walk. He said, that is one of the best reimagined meetings that I've come up with. I said, that's brilliant because so much of safety, psychological safety really happens when you're shoulder to shoulder. If any of you all have teenage kids or, or even below teenage kids, when you really get good info from them is when you're in the car, shoulder to shoulder, you're not staring at each other, right? That's where just beautiful conversations happen. So that's what I'm talking about. Just reimagine how we can connect with each other. Awesome. I love this, Michelle. Our our time has flown by. As you know, I wrap up every episode by asking my guests a single question, and that is, what is your biggest helping? that one most important piece of information you'd love for somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Yeah, that it starts with you, that that we want to show up the best version of ourselves. And so in order to do that, really figure out what brings you joy, how you can be super healthy, right? And in the right space, to bring that energy to work every day. And so one of my clients actually taught me, I kept putting off, you know, exercising and, oh, I don't have time. And, and I didn't know my calendar. And he's like, if you don't put yourself first, Michelle, you're, you're no good to anybody. And so that kind of is counterintuitive, right? Because I hear I am talking about meaningful connection with others first connect with yourself, figure out what it's going to take for you to be healthy, how you can exercise, be good to yourself so that you have that mental energy and you can bring the best version of yourself to work every day. Then you can connect with others and then you can connect with the organization. Beautifully said. Tell us where people can find out more about you online and get their hands on your newest book. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you can just go to my website, www.michellekjohnston.com. That's Michelle with two L's, a K right in the middle, and Johnston with the T. You can buy the book, and and I have a podcast called The Seismic Shift, and and I'll put the daily helping on there. So, and, And you can contact me. I would love to hear from your listeners. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard, for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. I loved having you on. And I also want to thank each and every one of you who took time out of your busy day to listen to our conversation. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.